You've got no friends. You've got no friends. Well, after that visit to uh, Farmerton FC's Sunday League match um, and getting a very angry local saying to us, our podcast doesn't have any fans. Well, dear listeners, please help us out and get more fans. Please like, share, subscribe, visit the Discord and help us promote the show. We would be very grateful. Uh, now on to the show. Hello and welcome to the Unofficial Controller Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast, episode 117, the best controllers on the market, with me, George, and as always joined by Tom, who's a dog-chewed bit of wire and plastic to my cutting-edge <laughs> pro controller. <laughs> Flipped it, reversed it, how are you? Oh, done me dirty. <clears throat> I'm very well. How are you? I am doing equally as well. Listen, we've got thousands of assembled fans. They know how the show breaks down. So I'm just going to slip straight into when it. when all the fans are there. Is it like Avengers Assemble? They come out of the Discord, come through a little portal. It is, you know, the end of Infinity, yeah, in the End Game, where they all come. It's exactly like that. Odders oh, is doing whatever it is yeah. we tell him to do. Bobaloba's wielding a keyboard, like the an air guitar. Smashed it over an alien's yeah, head. Yeah, Daddy Zilla's obviously Hulk, of course. Uh, Adam could be like Doctor Strange with I his mystical. He well. draws his mystics yeah. in the sky. Finster game has blatantly got to be Captain America. He has really, hasn't he? Yeah, leader. Uh, Badabingster's going to be the Italian Spider Man. The Italian Spider Man. Yeah, Bobby's, grew up in Little Italy. Bobby's probably got to be Spider Man. Another Spider Man. Yeah, who else is there? Uh, Star Lord. I see Bobby as a Star Lord. He is the red leather jacket. Yeah. Yeah. What role would I play? Groot. Thanks. I (laughs) I guess I love trees, so. Okay. Well, you're a celebrity. You've got to love trees, haven't you? I have, mate. Save the planet and all that. Hug a a bono. Hold a spade, photo a spade, chuck it to the ground, like the the people plant it. Yeah, exactly. You don't Don't want dirty my hands doing that. Exactly, no. Hands that do dishes as soft as your adverts, you can't be affording to be messing around with any spades. That just reminded me of that Life on Mars scene where they're all walking along with the rubber gloves. It's the idea, like, hands that do dishes. It's the fairy 70s advert, isn't it? Do you remember the meeting post-production with Phil, the editor, and all that, where he said, you know, you've got to keep the the intro short. Keep it short, (laughs) keep it succinct. I was about to do an oddest thing and then roll into what you've been playing. Okay. I don't know what he's doing this week. What's, what's he doing? Odder's going to be doing something with a gaming controller. So he's holding on tight to his current fading controller in the hope that we give him some information so he can make the right purchase. I think he will after this. Well, grip onto that as I ask Tom what he's hoping to play. This week, mm. I'm hoping to play more of Deathloop. Oh, now I didn't get this because I didn't know if it'd be for me. I've really been enjoying that. Have you? I it's mean, a... the reviews have been salacious to say the least. Yeah. Um, I tried to not read too many because I just wanted to go in a little bit blind because obviously we've seen a lot of it in Sony's events. We <laughs> certainly <laughs> And I think it's, it's, it's gained the 
giving the game a little bit of um, probably bad marketing in a mm. way. It's put people off because if, Death, if over... Deathloop was a fine corn, I was a foie gras goose. <laughs> <laughs> Fed well on yeah. Deathloop, <laughs> stuffed. Yes, quite literally ready for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's fantastic. It reminds me very much of a cross between Golden Eye, mm-hmm. particularly the snow area. Bioshock, obviously, comparisons with that have already been made. It's just very interesting. It's like playing one of those shooters you play, a bit like Half-Life, Halo, GoldenEye, when they came out and you were like, this feels very special, very polished, well-made, just different to what's out there. It's not like a roguelite. I want you to get that thing out of your head. Oh, right. Would you liken it more to Bioshock? A little, yeah. So you never really, like, bizarrely, the tutorial is probably two to three hours long, maybe a bit longer, because it got to that. No, because it, there's a lot to take in. There's one negative I'll say about it, but it kind of has to be like that because there is a lot of moving parts to it. There's a lot to take in, a lot of information, and, and I've still only just got my head around what I'm actually doing, what my goal is as the main character. Mm-hmm. He's a very interesting uh, main character is quite funny. Um, he's a bit more of your like anti-hero. He's got a bit of attitude to him, and he's not just like you, goody two shoes. Still working out the mysteries. What has brought all these um, the eight visionaries to the island? Um, the time loop mechanic is is really interesting. Uh, the the gun combat, the gameplay is brilliant. Really good. Mm. You can tackle it any way you want. I'm going with kind of stealth and action. I try and get around the map across the rooftops using some of the abilities I've unlocked, find the target, take them out and get out without having to wade through flora, flora baddies. Mm-hmm. But you are rewarding more probably for, for uh, taking out more people. There's a lot of mysteries to solve, a lot of puzzles. And I was, <clears throat> I was reading the review where obviously you've got 24 hours to get these targets Yep, and you have to kind of start situations off. It's a little bit Truman Show. I suppose one day you could just muck around. Yeah, you can. Totally you can, abandon you it can, and go uh, down. And I think there's definitely those days where you can do, like, I'm going to go on tonight, I'm just going to grind some, um, there's like a material you harvest, and it means you can infuse your gear, which then you can keep, and you don't lose it. That's when nice. You do, which it, and in all honesty, it's a lot kinder and nicer than a lot of the roguelites have played, which tend to be a little bit less forgiving. So... It's quite easy to, once you find a gun you really like, chances are you'll be able to infuse it at the end of that day quite easily. Or mm. So just before well, I, did, I move I, on to... Well, what, I was going to say, I did read about a situation where obviously you've got your main thing to do, but there was a guy in distress who obviously yeah. every day when you get up, you need to you, you could help him or choose to leave him. But I guess if you're going for the perfect day on your way to doing everything else, you've got to save him as well. Yeah, I, there are a lot of multiple choice things you can do. Uh, you find out about more stuff that happens. Uh, one of the very first things is you get to a safe in your apartment to get some documents, but you get there and it's evening and the documents have already been taken. So you wait till the next day, till the morning, the documents are still there. You go in your apartment and they're there because they haven't been stolen yet. Mm. So I really like that time travel idea of we've seen it in films oh yeah very often uh back to the future uh part two to to name one of them but i really enjoy it i'd recommend it to anyone who's enjoyed 
Bioshock or uh, Dishonored, one of their other games, or just a good, interesting, new thinking first person shooter. Mm. Uh, just not the multiplayer element's quite interesting. I've only had the CPU invade so far as the other assassin character uh, managed to set up a little trap for her and take her out, and she dropped some very good gear. Cool. But just before I go and move on to what you've been playing, this the way it's laid out, just so it, hopefully this makes it simpler, when you start the proper game and you're free to tackle it in what way you choose, you will have four parts of the day. You have morning, noon, afternoon, and evening. So there you four like levels almost. There's no time limit when you're in those levels. You can explore as much as you want. It's about, obviously there's eight characters. So simple maths is you're going to have to kill two of these targets per part of the day to add up to the eight out of the four times a day. I hope that makes sense. It, it, stick with it. The tutorial and the opening few hours are a little bit, oh my goodness, there's a lot of stuff coming at me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but stick with it. It's really worth it. Thoroughly enjoying that. But that's all I've been playing really this week. Mm, I might yeah, next. I might try and pick that up. Actually, it, it intrigued me. First of all, I was like I said, I was like a four-hour grease. I've had enough. Of, I didn't want to taste it anymore. I, like, it's not even for me. Yeah. Um, but hearing you speak about it, reading several of the reviews, it seems like I might have got the wrong end of the stick with it. So I don't know. It just has this like sort of sixties, seventies James Bond spy style to it as well. Mm. Uh, almost. But in a bizarre way, like the characters and the the setting are more like a Clockwork Orange. In to me, in it seems way. a bit time splitters ish. It is. That's another good comparison there, mm. which I hadn't thought of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, what you've been playing this week? Oh, I've just been playing that Batman on the Vita again. <laughs> Still enjoying it, although the more time you put into it, the more you realise it's it looks like Batman. It smells like Batman. It sounds very much like a Batman game, but the transition to 2D means that the fighting doesn't feel quite as good and the backtracking is a bit frustrating. It's all on one level, even though the other games are made 3D. I don't know whether this was designed 3D and then they moved it 2D, but the map doesn't seem to work that great. Um, And it doesn't feel... It's like you get your upgrades and you get them through finding different Wayne Tech crates, but it doesn't feel as sort of revolutionary as sometimes when you find the tech in the bigger games. Right. So, where you've got that new bit of tech and you're going to go, right now I can go yeah, here. Yeah, and, and in do this, this one, it and... just feels like another way to transition this gap. It doesn't feel like, oh, yeah, you know, you don't feel all juiced up about it. Mm. And the detective vision is cool. You use that by touching the Vita screen and moving your thumb across. Oh, and it's, no, it does it in the same way, and you scan, and you can interact with the devices in the same rough way that you could in the bigger games. Um, I like it. It does feel Batman-like. You can tell it's got sort of mobile phone origins or sort of older generation thinking about how a handheld game should be. It does pull it back. But for the most part, it looks it looks great. It does look like the game that you love, that you, you know, Arkham or City or whichever. Yeah. Um, but ported to 2D, which does, to me, feel like it brings it down a little bit. Quite often, you're just walking from left to right. No one questions you. No one bothers you. Yeah. And it, you know, you walk to a door, you're open, you're thinking, oh, there might be a fight, nothing. You just walk to the next door and you open it. Oh, no, this is not, mm. this doesn't feel very Batman-y. 
And then when you do get to sort of swoop around like Batman doing the gargoyle takedowns, because it's like in a forced isometric view, it doesn't really feel like you're doing the cool things that you were doing in the original. Yeah, because the thing about the Arkham games is the ones on the console, um, they add that epic feeling of, you are the bat and you're mm. stalking the enemies through the map. This this version feels like the sort of thing Batman would play in his downtime. You okay. Know. If these games practice, made you feel like Batman, this makes you feel is like... Is AI practicing tall? <clears throat> Maybe, but not even that good. Okay. It's like his Tommy water shaker that he takes in the back of the car when Alfred makes him go shops, get a new uniform. A Lamborghini, then. Yeah. And he's in the back with his little Tommy water game, like, oh, Batman. Oh, very good. Uh, question Are you looking forward to the Gotham Knights game that we've seen a bit? Do you know, of- I've softened on that. I wasn't sure. I think I can't remember. Go back and listen. We did an episode on it. Uh, it was a penultimate episode before you went, you know, full crazy and got locked up. Oh, yeah, right. um, but I reformed citizen now. I very much so. Yeah. Once could. I came home to Farmerton, it kind of it was the healing, inner peace. It was the healing energy. I went down the library the other day as well. Well, I hope you don't mind. I came out of my wing and went into your bit. Got a book on Japanese haikus. Nice. I always yeah. like to have a range of books in there. So You've you got a great reflect. range in there. Yeah, sat like gin and reflected as I watched Farmerton FC get beaten nine nil. You've got no fans. I've got no fans. I rang well, E. I, sorry, just before we go, I did ring EA and asked him if we could be on like the FIFA team of the week, get the boys in there. Mm. But they said they're not heard of any of the players. So who plays in goal? They call him the Penguin because our goalkeeper strip is like black and white, and he's quite short and stout, and he's got a little waddle. Where's he work? He work. Mm. Well, he's amateur footballer, so he only works part-time. He cleans <laughs> windows, but only does bungalows because he doesn't like going on ladders. Okay. Do, I, window cleaner only does There's bungalows. only two bungalows in Farmington. Yeah, but he, he, he does a good job. Takes him the two days he's not playing who, football. Who's in defence? Roy Cropper. Roy, Roy Cropper. We'll yeah. do more of the team of the week next week. You've not, you've not prepared for this. Well, no, I, I, I don't. don't they, the they might not be happy. Pick up the Farmerton program on the coffee table. They and might read not out. be happy with me reading out their <clears> names. <throat> oh, I see. Not only are they football players, they're secret agents too. No, no, oh. no, no. They, like they're they're conscious because they're playing away this week, so they don't want people robbing their house while they're away. Oh, I see. It's on that sort of level. Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. Professional. Well, with the football news out of the way, Tom, it's only right and proper that we give people. We give them. Let's give them the gaming news. We've scoured the very darkest range of the internet to bring you the latest stories. First up, I shall, I shall go first. I think you should. This takes the biscuit. As predicted, the limited edition Pokemon Oreos are now being listed on sites like eBay for some insane prices. Although, although they are only around four yeah, US dollars a box, they're now being listed by scalpers for absolutely ridiculous amounts. Although some listings are quite reasonable, asking for a few dollars more. Others are more demanding, uh, and they're asking for hundreds and even thousands of dollars. Joke or not, it's still a bit much. If you're a collector, there's a catch. There are 16 different designs in total. The harder to find one seems to be Mew, which has generated a lot of standalone listings. One sale wants $25,000 for one of these biscuits in what's termed used condition. Tom. (laughs) 
I mean, well, it's got Pokemon on it, so people could put a Pokemon card in. Does this explain the weight gain and the skip of Oreo wrappers out the back of the hall? Well, what can you say? I was hungry. Hungry for Pokemon. Got to eat them all. Wow. What a bizarre bit of news that is. Where did you dig that up from? Where did you dig up that old fossil? So, you know, that's a really great bit of news. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely stuff. Um, I just thought that was interesting, really, to be honest with you. Once I saw it, I thought, I know what the headline's going to be. It had to be in there. It's a proper and official controller podcast bit of news. It it's is, a, yeah. It's a high watermark for media. That's what Darren said to me. More news especially ones where it links to kind of advertisement, really. I think he's got something cooking with he's Oreos. He's got the ad revenue. I don't know what to say about that. I mean, it's another story about scalpers, which, to be honest with you, I don't know why we're giving them the airtime. We're giving them the airtime. I don't know why we're giving them. You see, we're in a nasty circle. It's like a snake eating its own tail here. Either which way, it's disgraceful. They're biscuits. They're your Xbox Series Xs or your PS5s. Let it go now. Let it go now. Stop it now. Make yourself unpopular. Now you're doing it with biscuits. Get a grip of yourself. Right, why don't you take this next bit of news because I've got some bonus news. I'll only read this next bit of news if you do the headline. Naughty shows a little bit of something something. Is I thought it was a song title. You kind of blend no, it No, I, I, don't, I don't even know what I was thinking, to be honest. Shows a little <coughs> bit of something something. Naughty, naughty show us a little bit of something, something. It's all based around this. It's the last of us day. Uh, naughty Dog's annual celebration of his post-apocalyptic property is happening this weekend on Sunday, the 26th of September. Ooh. And you know what that means. It is finally time for the series highly anticipated multiplayer project to be revealed. Well, we would advise against getting your hopes up. We've all been burned before. Naughty Dog does say that it's all new content to show on the big day. In a fresh PlayStation plog, pog, what the hell? People wanted mistakes. I saw it on the Discord. I checked in, and people were disappointed that I don't make mistakes anymore, so we don't have any pumper funks or whatever. But it seems like now, <laughs> if you want the latest news, you've got to go to the PlayStation blog. Cool. Or the blog, uh, which mostly details some new PlayStation gear store merchandise. The developer rights will be revealing some new, all-new content on September 26th. 9am PT, 6pm uh, CET. Be sure to check, uh, come back and check it out in thelastofus.com, T-L-O-U day. At the time of writing this article, the link doesn't lead anywhere. So what could this all-new content actually be? Well, it could be a new comic book. It could be The Last of Us Part 2 Factions multiplayer. It could even be a look at the uh, upcoming Last of Us HBO TV show. We honestly have no idea. I think the TV show is a good shout because I feel that's probably got enough footage film to make a trailer. Would pop it well. That'd be quite exciting to see. Yeah, I'd love to see some of the multiplayer. I'd also like to see some DLC for part two. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't really read comics, so I can't say I'd be that excited about that, but I'm sure those uh, will be people who will be. Um, but yeah, that's, that's something to look forward to. What about graphic novels? You read those? I've got a couple, yeah. Yeah, mm. I would like to see. I would like to see a little something, something 
on the multiplayer. I know that sounded I know big. They've took it off the script and they've gone big <clears throat> with it, and it's going to be some sort of almost. Well, there was a job story rich multiplayer game almost like yeah. you're living in the walking dead and the moments matter. I think that'd that. be brilliant. I'd love to have it where you and your friends are, I don't know, a little bit of base building element possibly, or even just holding like a house down against like the infected coming in, or they could do some real cool stuff with that. Uh, leveling up your character. I often find those sort of multiplayers are the, the ones I enjoy the most. Mm. Um, where you can kind of make up your own stories and get a bit more involved rather than sort of aim and shoot. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's cool. It's going to be quite interesting to see what they show. Uh, and they were absent from the Sony event, so you'd like to think they've got something game-related. Drum roll, please. Now, last week we commissioned a song. This isn't rumours. We don't this do leaks and we don't it? do rumours. Bonus. This is just bonus news. News. Delay clap. Bonus news. News. I'm pretty sure unless you're living under bonus. a rock, if you're a Nintendo fan, you'll already know there's a Nintendo Direct tonight, 11pm UK time. Going to be a late one. 40 minutes long, though. Uh, 40 I... minutes long, detailing the arrival of Stunt Race FX to the Switch. <laughs> Imagine. I won't put it past them. They're pretty I crazy. I will not put it past them at um, all. My... Uncle's brother's cousin who works at Nintendo. Retro gamer Thomas. <laughs> He's your uncle's mother's brother's. He's not actually related to us. We'll just clear that up. He said we will probably we see tonight was. Game Boy Virtual Console. Well, not Virtual Console, but the games you get with the online service. Oh, God. And possibly N64 games on there as well. Because there is a patent for a new controller... Uh, coming to the Switch, and most people think it'll be like the, you know, like the Mini NES one to do, and the Mini SNES, it'll be Mini N64 controller. So, yeah. For the Switch, or? Yeah, for the Switch. So, like, you know, you've got your NES and SNES library of games on there, you get mm. as part of the online monthly subscription. Mm. You could send away and buy these replica, well, they're just are, they're just um, Bluetooth uh, SNES or NES controller, and they're saying they probably do a N64 one. Has it got a rumble in it? I don't know. Because this will be the first, this will be the yeah, this will be the step up where um, they had the rumble pack and it yeah. came out. So yeah, uh, I reckon we might see that. Okay, or we might see them unveil a new range. Rumors of-, of a new Donkey Kong though, made by the three D Mario team. So that could actually be good. Although I did like Tropical Freeze and oh, Donkey Kong Returns. Another one of those. We've had enough of those now. Yeah, I think you're right. I agree. There's no need to to do the 2D ones again. They've been done very well by um another one would be OTT. Yeah. We need to get a Donkey Kong 64 revisit. Well, that's the thing if the 3D Mario team's working on it then could be like that. Could, could be, be could be. Yeah. Okay. Right. Did we miss anything? Do you have an opinion to take on the news that we missed? If so, Tom, how would the collected thousands get in contact, say this show is slightly above average, therefore we'll give you all of our time. Even if we've listened to the show a million times before, we're going to re-download all the episodes so we can put you in. In fact, there's a call to arms. Even though you've all been listening for months and you've all been and downloaded the back catalogue, there was an absolute solid. Go out there, download, re-download every episode of the show, 
Let's boost it. Let's go for the charts. We've got 117 episodes. We should do a chart run. <clears throat> Let's do this. We've got 117 episodes in the bag. If everyone goes and re-downloads a whole catalogue, even if they delete it again or don't listen to it, will that count? Yes, it probably will. Do us a favour. Treat yourself. Dip in the back catalogue. Go listen to that episode. You always said you would, but you never did. Go listen to that episode that you thought, well, that's not going to be very good, or I'm not going to be interested in it. Do us a favour. We need your time. We need you to download everything that we've ever done on every platform you can possibly think. We need to rank up. That's what we need. I never get excited. Well, I get excited some of the time. All right, I get excited 10% of the time, 5% of the time. It actually has a positive effect on people that listen 1% of the time. Well, I think after that, I have very little to say. But as always... Have you, you can... dyed your beard? No, mate. You always ask me if I dyed my beard. <laughs> yeah. You're like, have you dyed your hair? Have you dyed your beard? I'm like, no. Yeah. I might have to for our Halloween costume project, though. What, down at Farmerton HQ, uh, Farmerton Village Hall? Farmerton Village Hall. We're going to a Halloween party. We'll send. We'll put a picture up on the Instagram. Yeah. I don't know who I'm going as. You know who you're going as. Get the overalls ordered. That's all I'll say. Overalls and badges. They're the clues we'll give the listeners. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomised genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action-adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes, it doesn't quite work. And you, you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative a construction off the <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely entirely check out the gaming blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now i'm going with bob hoskins in twins no it's not him is it? <laughs> who is it danny devito danny they're the same person i've never seen them in the same room <laughs> danny devito is definitely smaller you don't know that. Hoskins, wearing... Hoskins would take him in a fight, I reckon. I reckon they're the same size. They're the same person. It would be a pretty cool fight. Yeah. I. Who is it in Batman Returns? Hoskins or DeVito? It's DeVito. DeVito, yeah. Hoskins more a British actor, isn't he, really? Oh, be, he could try, couldn't he? And, and, and in a way, I sometimes get Hoskins and Phil Collins mixed up as Yes, well. yeah. Absolutely. So are they the trifecta? They're all the same yeah. person? They are. That's why you never see them together. You never do. You never do. Anyway, they didn't come here to decide that random celebrities are all actually one person. They came here because this week's episode is the best controllers on the market of all time. As always, we ask you guys for your thoughts on the topic. We've we've interwoven them into the future. Thing is, though, things we got feature creep. Because it's not just the best controllers on the market, it's of all time. So sit down and prepare for people's tales of zip oh, sticks okay. and lipsticks. Bart Simpson controllers. Did you ever hear about the range of uh, 16-bit era Atari ST Amiga controllers that were called like, I can't remember the name of them, but they were called like character sticks. No. So you had a joystick that looked... <laughs> it was a normal joystick base, but the actual oh, bit no. you held 
Oh, wow. Was so er- comfy. Was as ergonomic as things like Bart Simpson, and you press the top of his head down to press the fire Great. button. And there was an alien, but you had to somehow... I feel like I've probably seen these, but yeah, I don't remember. You ain't lived. What is your favourite controller of all time? I was thinking about this. I was lying in my zero Just, we'll G. Just keep it simple because we want to get to the, the meat and tates. And, and I was give lying them. in my zero. Look, pal, it's time for some more. I was lying. <laughs> oh, I was lying in my zero G meditation pod. You know those ones where they fill with salt water and you float and you feel like you. I sleep like you on were. a wooden board, mate, over in the derelict part of the mansion. Uh, the accountant said to me, "Spend it or lose it, pal." And I said, oh, I don't know. Do you think we could write off on this as business expenses, this incubation when green pod? When the lady gave me the bag, though, with like the, the bigger keys and stuff to get in, she said, oh, this bag's got your real name on. Robin. I like that. You should use your real name. My real name? Robin. That's your real name? Yeah. Robin. Don't go sniffing around pulling levers in the library. Okay. Um, where were we? Anyway, I was in my meditation pod, <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, what's the best controller of all time? And I cleared my mind. <laughs> all right, and then there was a flash of green. <clears throat> I thought, what's this? And there was another flash of green. And then it was like... <laughs> and the duke rose up out of the bathwater. Good choice. And I was like, oh, you know, the Duke. I'm not, and I, don't talk to me about that contr- pansy controller S. I always wanted one of them when I had the original Xbox. And then when I got it, it was like, nah, nah, this is pony. Okay. Now the Duke to me just feels right. But the Duke is, feels like a controller that's been on a journey because the Saturn analog pad was round and it was big and it had the shoulder buttons, you mm-hmm. know, that, and then that morphed into the Dreamcast pad, which we all know and love. And then, to me, it felt like the natural progression, the DNA, even though Sega died, it felt like Bill Gates came along and he, he Jurassic Park the hell out of it. You know, he made it into an Indominus Rex of a pad. And there it is. <clears throat> Great controller. I remember uh, playing that for the, for the first time. It's big. It got a lot of hate for its size, but I actually think it's very, it's very comfortable. I I really do. Um, yeah, I like it. I'm going to go with one from the same era or the same gen. GameCube controller. Mm. Mm. Now, it didn't have your traditional analog sticks. You had one and then you had the C stick, but they could be replicated. And, uh, Time Splitters used them as a first-person shooter, and I thought they still worked very well. The GameCube pad. The only pad that looks like it's been drawn by Picasso. Yeah. Looks like it's got his ear nailed well, on the side you find, of his like, head. The, the, the Duke and the GameCube controller were very much like probably the last ones before they came very, they're now very high-tech, very high-advanced-like mechanics and circuitry inside them. I suppose after the Duke, we got the 360 pad, which could be one of the best pads ever, but I don't know. I, I, I know the Duke looks... The Duke looks obnoxious as all hell. It looks yeah. like a PC pad that you'd found in a bargain bin called the Sidewinder or some nonsense like that. But the Duke for me, like the 360 pad was good, it was slick, but 
you're right, you started to get that tech creep in. There was the whole thing of like batteries, not batteries, whereas the Duke had that snazzy little breakaway wire, which felt cool. Oh, yeah. The breakaway felt as cutting edges wireless, yeah, didn't yeah. it, at the time? Yeah. But yeah. I know, I know a lot of people still play wired because you get less input lag and you're talking like milliseconds, but to people who play uh, online shooters, they, they, those seconds count. But uh, on the subject of Xbox, uh, why don't we have a look at this first pick we've got in our selection of controllers we're going to bring to you. Uh, just give you guys a, a heads up on what's out there to, to hopefully all budgets um, and, and the different platforms you can use them on. What we've got first, mate? First up, we've got the Xbox Elite Series 2 wireless controller. It's adjustable, customizable design. Play like a pro with the Xbox Elite Series 2 wireless controller. Everyone plays differently. You can enhance your aiming with the upgraded thumbsticks. They're adjustable, so you can change the tension to suit you. You can even change some of the thumbsticks to a different set if you prefer. There's three which are included in the bundle when you buy it. <clears throat> There's different paddles too, so you can uh, customise the controller to suit how you play. You can customise the keys. Um, you can use the Xbox Accessories app. You can even use an assigned voice commands like record. That will take a screenshot. Series 2 controllers designed for speed. You can fire faster and ever with these new improved triggers. There's a textured rubber grip that wraps around the back. And the Xbox Elite controller looks and feels great. Couple that with 40 hours of battery life. And when it's time to recharge, you can plug in the cable and use charging dock. Well, I had an Xbox Elite controller one. Really liked it. Um, it got a lot of use. Sadly, the rubber grip um, sort of... It's notorious for coming a bit loose. Mm. Uh, it's almost like it, the, the heat is obviously making the rubber loosen or expand. I think they've uh, rectified that with the new one as well I, I as. I actually uh, think it's more to do with you you gripping the controller and and flexing it in your hands, and that probably just stretches over time. That yeah, stretches yeah, that rubber so. and makes yeah. it loose. Um, but yeah, those problems have been clarified. No, rectified, I believe. Rectified. fine. Uh, the triggers were, well, not the triggers, the bumpers were known to be a little bit of a problem as well, as a bit of a weak spot on the mechanism inside them. Mm. But uh, I think they've been greatly improved. 40 hours battery life, that's pretty good. I think uh, that's incredible, to be honest. And the accessories are pretty cool, like the paddles and the different sticks. I'm, I'm going to go out there on a limb. People know I'm a bit strange, but I've very rarely in my time, I think I've bought, the irony is this show's called the Unofficial Controller Podcast, and I think <laughs> I've probably had about two or three unofficial controllers in my life. I normally just stick with whatever comes in the box. These elite controllers, <clears throat> they sound good. You know, I see myself up on a rooftop opening the little box that it comes in with the different thumbsticks. I, and it, 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 feels, up, it feels pretty I quality when you get it. I can't imagine that I'm that good a player where I would... That would make that much of a difference to me. I'm not playing a game where I need that competitive edge. Yeah. Um, but I understand the different height thumbsticks. Obviously, you've got less push the higher it is. If it's lower, you've probably got more control. I totally understand it. Um, and the ability to customise the keys and use the app to make things so you can use voice commands, super slick. These pro controllers, they are amazing. And the Xbox One's probably the best one you can get. Yeah, I'd probably agree. It's been well thought out. 
it's had a second revision, obviously, that's the one we're talking about. So, question I might have for the audience, and they might be able to answer this because they've got the Xbox Design Studio where you can take an Xbox pad, the standard one for the Series S or X, probably even the Xbox One, to be fair, and you can customize it like a pair of Nikes on the website. Me and Bobby talked about it in one episode, and I, I thought that was wonderful. You can literally go on and say, I want one button to be this color, I want this. You're literally as crazy yeah. as you like. I don't know, but it, if that same customization op- option was available on series uh, Elite Series 2, incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. What's uh, up next? Do you want to read this out? No. Let me... Uh, I need to get my readers on. Get your readers on. <clears throat> Perfect. Well, this is one we looked at because... Obviously, there's people who have transitioned from Xbox to PlayStation and vice versa, but this was popular among a few of my friends because the layout of the analog sticks is the, the same. The offset is the same as the Xbox pad, but this one's for the PS4. It's the Nacon PS4 Revolution. Which I would say would work with the PS5. if uh, yeah. Over yeah, yeah. If they need it. Yeah, the Nacon PS4 Revolution Pro Game Pad. Um, it's got improved controls with two sticks, the manual assignment of four shortcut keys, which is pretty good if you wanted to Very sort cool. of create the shortcuts within uh, getting around the game. Um, it's wireless, well, Bluetooth connection and wired. Uh, obviously, you can plug it in and use it as a wired one if you if you so wish. I do wonder whether, obviously, when you plug these in to charge them, mm. are they working in the same way that you got I was saying about the input lag. Oh, that's a good question. Whether it's actually Bluetooth and you're just charging the battery, yeah, or whether, or whether it it's actually relaying the um, the signal. I've of never the thought of that before. It's a good question. Yeah. Um, the what else have we got on here? Comes with a hard case. Yes, very nice. The controller, yeah, the yeah. cable, the joystick case. I believe the Elite Two controller does as well. Yeah, uh, keep you. Keep you very fast. Well, that's what I was saying. Safe. You know, you feel like you, you know you do feel like a sniper when you're unzipping these pro controllers and changing the shafts. I mean, yeah, I've got no what idea what I'm doing. It's like a kid with a screwdriver and a derailleur. They think they're Formula One driver and they're changing. <laughs> you know, I'll get much better quick. quick to drive out of the village with this. Like, they, you, you're not. Your chain will be off. You'll be covered in oil, and you feel like a pillock. But for that moment, you feel like you're setting the gear ratio yeah. to an F1 car. <laughs> Um, the Bluetooth signal is promised to be of like the utmost highest quality to allow for the fastest uh, response times, especially for your competitive uh, online games. Yeah, uh, a very well-made pad. I I've, think- I've had a go with one. They they do feel solid and well-made, very similar to the Elite. To me, the the draw of that one is if you're moving because it's this is just a uh, a Bluetooth pad. It know, does so- retail at one two nine. 99. I'm a bagatelle. Do you know what? You can get a console for that. You can. Somewhere. You could get a Wii Don't U and what. a game. <laughs> I'm not joking. That's my only criticism of these pro controllers. I know that they are the very best of the best, but they're iterating on something that's half the value normally. Mm. We'll, you know, yeah. I just think it a bit of a shame, but that I think the reason for and against is is do you know what if you if you're in if you're a Sony player or you're an Xbox player or if you've got both controllers, 
this one would work across the two, and you could have a seamless. I mean, I guess they all work with each other these days, but well, this yeah, would give you an option. R- remember, a lot of these controllers now work on your phone as well. If you've got um, with the, the remote play, the uh, Xbox Games Pass, or yeah. like the cloud gaming, or the uh, remote play on the PS4, you can you can use these controllers on there, which is great. So the Nacon's good if you if you're transitioning between one thing or the other. But what if you're transitioning from Sadly, an awful yeah. situation that's transpired in your life and you've ended up without the ability to play games. I was again thinking about this very recently. What would I do? Because it's my medium of choice. Yeah. And if I lost the ability to interface with the hobby in the way I've been accustomed to, which is very natural to me. Yeah. Imagine all of a sudden having to control a game with your foot or your hand and your foot or or another set of combinations. It would be... Pretty terrifying, but or you've you know your whole life you've been struggling with a certain set of issues that you've been you've sadly been born with, and you've always looked at the medium and seen the little intricate buttons and button presses it's put you off. Guess what? Microsoft have come to the aid. Yeah, they got a lot of praise for this, and rightfully so. It's the Xbox Adaptive Controller. Um, it's almost like a, a hub that allows you to attach other. Um, like a joystick or mm-hmm. a mouse or a keyboard or anything, anything really. It's got so many um, sort of sockets in the back of it for different it's, attachments. It, it, it's ridiculous. It, it, but it's wonderful. Uh, looks very well made. It does look a little bit like an Xbox Series S. Yeah, they got the um, design down pat, didn't they? And then ran with it, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, you can customise, obviously, all the switches, buttons, uh, all the features of a, of a normal controller. Obviously, this is going to rely on the person using it to sort of learn new muscle memory, but it's mm. nice the options out there and they've bothered to do it. Um, I think the Xbox Adaptive Controller, the cheapest we found was seventy four ninety nine. Seems a lot of money, but if it got you back into your hobby again and um, yeah, well, kept, kept you feeling with, upbeat. As you say, with the tech that's involved and the openness of the platform, Really, at that point, you know, you kind of got to be on your own. If they made an adapter for every different scenario, Microsoft would be bust. Yeah. So they've given you the the start, haven't they? Yeah, it's like the doorway to the journey. You're going to be able to get basic controls out of the adaptive controller, yeah. the first, the, the basic one. Anyway. I mean, I've I've seen videos of people playing Sekiro on this, so it just goes to show you the the level of of control you can achieve with a bit of practice and uh, the and the correct bottles. attachments i know ridiculous i don't think i'd even be able to do angry birds <clears throat> yeah yeah uh up next we've got the um we don't want to leave out the nintendo do fans. you want to do the last one or do you want me to do uh you do the horror split pro pro good okay well, yeah, we we should cater a little bit more to Switch fans. So we've got the Hori Split Pad Pro, which I remember that coming out and it looked really sort of interesting because it's two Joy Cons again. Mm, I like it. Retails it. for roughly around thirty five ninety nine. The D pad is meant to be absolutely excellent. For I know the original Joy Con D pad's got a lot of hate because they're not particularly nice. Uh, I've friends who have played this on sort of uh, especially. D-pad style games, um, Streets of Rage 4, uh, the Street Fighter series of games, any kind of um, sort of 2D beat-em-up or fighting game. Uh, but, yeah, it's 
Very, it looks very well made. Horry have got quite a good rep for fairly good quality. I think the price is is quite good for what you're getting, especially compared to the uh, the the standard Joy Cons. It's a lot bigger as well. Mm-hmm. Those Joy Cons, when you attach them on the side of the switch, they're nice, but they're not the comfiest. So these are a lot sort of bulkier. Yeah, they they, they almost feel like a grip for the switch, but you've also they are actually the controller. Um, the Joy-Cons feel like very small NES pads. Yes, they do, yeah. And that makes yeah. them very old yeah. feeling in your hand. And you're kind of cramped up so much on there, it feels like you're playing a tiny little Game & Watch rather than yeah, something absolutely. more solid. I think we should just be honest with the listeners with this. Obviously, the, the price point is lower than the Joy-Cons, but this is down to the fact that these uh, Hori Split Pad Pro controllers, they don't include motion controls, HD rumble, the NFC technology, or the infrared camera. So those are some quite big features missing out of the uh, the, the Joy-Cons. So you're not going to um, have full compatibility. Yeah, so they're, they're built more for your big sort of action games where you're just using like similar controls as you'd use on Xbox or PlayStation. Yeah. But we think it's... Um, it's it's good. It's good value. Agreed. It looks well made and it's very comfy, which I can testify to. We've looked at some a decent price range of controllers there, but when times are tough, when you need a helping hand, what do we do? We could we wheel in bullish special prize. This is a pad with no equal. This is perhaps one of the greatest gaming peripherals ever assembled <laughs> by mankind. The ergonomic styling of this pad has been tested a thousand times. They've had a man pick up and put down a piece of polystyrene plastic in its, in its, in its latent form so they can really understand the, the shape of the human hand, the flow, the contraction of the muscles. They've also done all of this with one single thing in mind, price point. So everything I've upset to this point, bin. It's a 1999 pad from Aldi. It's the X Rocker PS4 wired, wired controller. The design, basically capturing what it would feel like to have yourself wired up to a Megadeth concert <laughs> via your nipples and 240 volts of electricity. Blue, red, flames, orange. <clears throat> it's just, it's a thing of beauty. Imagine a car so tasteless, <laughs> it could never even make the reader's car section in max power. Whoa. <laughs> this is definitely something that Sting But in its defence, you're a kid, you've got a PS4, your mate wants to come round for a bit of FIFA, what all joking aside, you send Mumsy down Aldi with 20 quid in your back burner that you conned out granny, Told her you're dying of athlete's foot or something. You need 20 quid to see the weekend out, right? She's like, oh, my goodness, I've heard that athlete's foot's deadly. It is, grandmother. It's now <laughs> or never. Give me the 20 beat. Give me the 20 bucks. It's <clears throat> obviously an unofficial alternative to the PS4 uh, pad, but it's got it's got the 360-degree dual analogs. It's got eight-way directional D-pad. Have it's got you a seen pad that acts as a button? So it's not actually a trackpad, pal. <laughs> They're very obvious and honest about this. And we've been obvious about the sorry split pads. We'll be honest about this. It's just a button. There's no touchy touchy here. Just pressy pressy. 
The it, we should say as well, the alternative is available for the Xbox as well. Um, the because it's a wide controller, it's a three meter USB cable, which is a decent size, and also their big selling point they're going for is the reduced input lag. You'll never spend you've heard a better twenty. Pounds. You've heard nothing until you've heard this. These are the features that they sell the pad on. It's a wide controller for the PlayStation Four. Tick. I mean, that's a bare minimum. <laughs> Ergonomic hand grip design. Tick. I mean, it's got horns that you can hold on to. Basically, like an upside down skull. Compatible with all your games, apart from the ones that need the touchpad. Lies. <laughs> Asymmetric layout for pro players. Couldn't quite get away with the dual shot. Stick this however you like. Okay, it's wonky. It's fine. 360 dual analog sticks. Any less, and you're not giving yourself the full circle. <laughs> Eight-way directional D-pad. When foreign enough, you go eight. They put effort in there. Might be good for arcade games. Doubtful. Instant plug-and-play connection with a three-minute USB cable. Strongest point, I think, that is. Strongest point. At least you hope so, unless it comes up as an unauthor- unauthorised accessory. Uh, that would end your gaming time real quick, wouldn't it? No charging or battery management required. Well... Yeah, that's what the cable's for. I like what they're doing. It's a selling point. You think you look cool with the cable, without the cable? No. You look bang average. Get one of these. <laughs> it's how the pros play. Fits comfortably in your hands. Trackpad also acts as a button. Your damn scoundrels. Controller <laughs> features the same RSF switch used in the original DualShock. Amazing. And fits every hand size. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. If Derek Trotter was selling a controller, this would be it. I don't think he would have the gumption to sell this. I think Ronnie would be like, what have you bought? He'd just be going, holding it up though. Fits in every hand size. Fits in every hand (laughs) size. What does that even mean? (laughs) Exactly. Well, there are controllers. We hope that's been of some help to everyone, um, and uh, and giving you someone to think about if you were thinking about changing up or getting something new, uh, depending on your budget. I've but, had an idea for an unofficial controller. We could do. We could call it the Pen Fifteen. So when it's written, it looks. We'll call it the Pen Fifteen. Okay. Pro. Right. Because everything good has Pro after it's, it nowadays. Exactly. <laughs> we can charge. I've okay. done the maths. We can charge statistically 6.8 16th of a P more for having the word pro on there. Okay. So, I think it should be yellow and pink. Yeah, of course, our colours. I think the I think the controller should be mainly pink, and I think the grip should be yellow, but I think there should be a cheap rubber that pulls up the, the <laughs> dirt off your hands <laughs> so it looks dirty. Okay, looks well used. Yeah. Weathered, rustic. Yeah, shabby chic. Some of the there's loads of extra buttons on there, but some aren't wired up. But that increases tension when you're playing a game because not everything in life's perfect. Ah, okay. See what I'm doing here? I do. The real life replica controller, the Pen 15 Pro. Nice. I think you need to probably <sighs> write that down. 
and then, 10, 15 and then look at it for a moment. And then, I know what he's saying. What I'm, I've had a calculator when I was a child. It's not boobless. <laughs> it's the pen 15. I know. Okay, it's like Ed 209. Yes. What are we talking about? <clears throat> well, we're going to move on to some listener comments now. Thank you very much for everyone who sends and comments every week. We do. We've got no fans, but we've got a few This listeners. week, they're downloading. I don't care what you're doing. Oh, George, I've got an essay come in. I've got a job come in. You don't understand. Take the time, Panyo. Every week, we take the time for you. Just go and download the whole back catalogue and leave it playing in a cupboard. I'm asking. I'm not asking. I'm begging. Do this. Last week, we threatened... Better yet, get a boombox, put it out your window or your car, yeah. or just walk around with it on your shoulder. Or get blaring some like the Blues Brothers. Yeah. Can you imagine me being played loud round the back streets of Bognor Regis? You had me drive you around. Did I? In a Cadillac last oh, year. Small. Yes. During with, COVID, breaking with, all the rules. With a ridiculous sign on the car on the and car. a megaphone, vote Mayor Vote Mayor Ponselbury. What's a mayor? A mayor. Oh, what's a, a mayor? mayor? John Mayor. <laughs> mayor. Mayor. <laughs> Yeah, mayor. <laughs> That's what I'll do. So many movie references in this podcast. I hope everyone's picking them up. I thought they were we'll just, do a little quiz one time. I thought they were just mares. I know it's mares, called Wyatt. Mares. I know it's like hair, but mayor. Okay. John Mayor. Yeah. John, John Ma- Mayor. I was about to say John Major. Yeah, he's... Uh, anyway... We're not doing that again. What are we not doing? Massive speakers on the car. Scratch oh, it. But what are they going to do? They are going to download every episode we've ever done. Just do your best. Just do it. Do or do not. There is no try. Try. There's another one. Do it now. That's what we're doing for an episode Read coming up. Read my adopted son that you never knew about because <clears throat> you went off in prison. Read about my, read well, my adopted son. Well, I'm back son's now. Comments. Ginger's Games Room. I'm not sure about the best, but I can tell you which isn't. And for me, it's the PS3 controller. It's way too small and it hurts my hands. Weeping emoji. Listen, son. It is not a nice controller. Don't you get Disgusting. Looks like a boomerang. I held back from saying it was the best controller ever made. Good. Who we got next? <laughs> Finster the Gamer. He's got two comments. Uh, or is it just, uh, he does. Let me get this the right way around. Own, obviously, he says oh, the I only see, correct yeah. answer is that it's irrelevant what controller you're given. It's what you do with it that counts. There's a man who's listened all the way to the end. Code he knows the tagline, doesn't he? He knows the tagline. Can't ask anymore. He's the that. Captain America of the show. He's honest, he's true. Uh, he goes on to say, I suppose it all comes down to what you want in a controller. And for me, I've all always like the no-nonsense nature of the 360 Xbox One controllers. They're like a Nokia 3310. The weight and shape feels just right from an ergonomic sense, and they're incredibly resilient. Aside from that, uh, those the N64 controller is pretty snazzy. I mean, who doesn't want a controller that you need three hands to operate? <laughs> Laughing till he cries. Emoji. That's one thing I would say, actually. The first time I picked up the 360 controller, I have to put the batteries in, obviously. But when yeah. you got the batteries in, or I had the... Bu- uh, plug and charge kit, I think. No, um, it's only one of the best fitting controllers we've had, isn't it? Because we had the good 360 launch, and you picked up, and you're like, "Oh, this feels." But it, cool, it had like. weight as well, didn't yeah, it? yeah, which was lacking yeah. in all pads up to that point. You had the yeah. weight, and you were like, "Oh, it's got the heft, it's got the feel of something that's." Yeah, I don't know, but that's an that's another downside of the wide controller is they feel paper like they like feel a feather. Cheap. They do feel yeah. cheap. It's nice to have a bit of weight. Um, 
Who's next? Uh, retro Gamer Thomas. Thank you for the comment. Uh, if I go for retro, then the second edition of the Sega Saturn controller is fantastic and way better than the first one we got here. PS3 controller is very good, but a bit too small for my hands. Another comment about the smallness of the PS3 controller. Makes my hands all big. Okay. That's like the opposite of... Oh, forget about it. Okay, forget, forget about forget it. it. That's another one. <laughs> Xbox 360 nailed the ergonomics of the handshake brilliantly. DualShock 4 was very good, and as always, Sony started pushing boundaries with the touchpad and the light bar, trying to make something different again. But I have to say, so far for me, it's the DualSense. It's another leap forward from Sony. Adaptive triggers are superb. The haptics are fantastic and really add something to gaming. Long uh, with the touchpad and wireless charging, it's got all the features an extension should have, plus with the extra weight and size, my sausage fingers have never been so comfortable. As an extra mention, I've now put over 80 hours into Breath of the Wild. You were so right, Tom. What a game. Oh, just to me. That's my name on the screen. See that? I feel all special. On Wii U. Really? And I'm really enjoying the gamepad. Downside battery life. Great topic as always, guys. Thank you, Retro Gamer Thomas. 80 hours. My current clock on that? 2.30. Well, Retro Gamer Thomas, I was watching, as I usually do, if I'm feeling a little bit down in the dumps, we'll go visit reaction videos to Breath of the Wild trailer. And... (laughs) Call myself a big scotch. It's interesting watching some of the the bigger boys, like Easy Allies and stuff, and I, I like a lot of their stuff, and they were saying, oh, well... I mean, at this rate, the Breath of the Wild is going to have to carry that Switch console because that's all that's coming out. Not only did it carry it, it sold, they sold more copies of the game than they did the console. How weird is that? What That carried it for a year. Didn't even need Mario Odyssey when it came out. No. Um, phenomenal game. In fact, Second, respect, they could have delayed that. Yeah. Yeah, that they could. That yeah. is a great game as well. And I, think I really enjoyed that. I think it's Excellent game. Um, Just before we move on, obviously the current run of um, Series SX and DualSense. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of alluded to it before, but you know, I'm so happy with the controllers that always come boxed. And to me, um, I've had a go with the Series S controller and thoroughly enjoyed it. But the DualSense again, um, is it a bit gimmicky? Yeah, I'm not going to lie, yeah, it is. But to be honest with you, having gone back to a dual uh, shock after four, ah, okay, things do feel a bit hollow after. One of the coolest things I just forgot to mention in Deathloop, which got me talking about the controllers, because it comes through the headset when you're playing with the headset with the surround sound. If you're playing on the TV, it comes through the PS5 speaker uh, on the controller. Very cool feature. His voice, uh, like, Verberates off stuff, different things. So if you're in a bunker, oh, the voice wow. changes. It sounds great on the. There's a lot of. It's not the a massive graphical showcase of a game, no. but there's so much real polish and little things that make it very mm. nice. But sorry, I just sort of bring that in there because uh, we're no, on that the subject it, really. of that control. I, I, my my only sort of nervousness with it is, admittedly, now when I play on another controller or a Sony controller, things do start to feel a little bit more hollow. It's like when you notice in an older, like a retro game, that there's no rumble. Mm. You know, you're like, you know, now I've thought about it, it feels a bit strange. And the same applies to the DualSense. You've gone, one thing I would say is, 
PlayStation 4 or Xbox or even the generation before, PS3 and 360 and PS2 and original um, Xbox, the bottom triggers or L2 and R2, after a while, they start to feel floppy, don't they? They're a bit weak. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what happened. If you're a big racing game or shooting game yeah. fan, these things are just flopping around like, you know, flailing bits of skin. Whereas I feel like the DualSense has got the gears in there. It was Admittedly, there's going to be controllers I'll see on YouTube or something that some guys played Fortnite on solid for six years, and the thing's going to look like a bit of roadkill. <laughs> but one would imagine that it, because the way the controller is, it will always be able to make you, the sticks feel resi- the buttons feel resilient. You know, they're not going to get floppy because they're always held in position. They do, which feels real nice on on Deathloop. Uh, obviously, got the new controller. Uh, the other one's hopefully going to be repaired soon, but now you mentioned that the dual sense the trigger that ha- that did break or the spring has gone it's almost feels just like a uh, a dual shock yeah um but i found that even if i just brushed it it was activating that action on screen which was a bit annoying but it's is very rarely it did that mm. so it's still usable but yeah i think um just uh, tread carefully with the adaptive triggers I, I suppose that's the other thing for me the more you put in the more fragile it is so yeah. Xbox went down the route of probably let's make this bulletproof and Sony went down the route of let's throw some tech in there and see what happens. We'll see We'll see what comes out of it, I suppose. Right, let's get the last comments done. Comment Picture79's got in touch. Good old Adam, or, or Doctor Strange, as I'm calling him now. He said, I love the Atari 2600. One button square joystick, great for games where it needed a waggle and continued to use on the 664 ST and Amiga because it was indestructible. <laughs> Come and stole my teeth. His magic to mount me gob. Uh, the SNES pad was solid as well. Mine was covered in frustration bite marks, as was mine. I was telling my uh, old my boy TV about remotes that. are like that. They're just gnaw marks on them. Something about like a chunky bit of plastic. Yeah, I get the I get like an itch in my teeth almost. I don't know if that's yeah, a yeah. family trait. Yeah. You have to kind of bite down on something hard to get the itch to go away. It's strange. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I think we best move on very quickly have, from there. Yeah, probably far too inbred. Uh, the Xbox 360 controller is great as well. Well, you've got to keep to keep the family alive. You've got to marry your cousin, haven't you? Is that right? Well, that's how it works, Oh, as you well know. The Xbox 360 <laughs> controller is great as well. Benchmark for comfort and durability. Durability is an issue nowadays. These things are expensive. The Xbox Elite 2 is 150 and It's no more durable than the standard one. Well, that's, that's us thrown under the bus from Adam there. All the modern <laughs> controllers appear to have durability issues in terms of drift, and we see stuff like class-action lawsuits. Sometimes cool features aren't what's important. I believe standard controllers offer the best bang for buck over feature pack special ones. Good point. Uh, yeah, and I think we got there on our own, but Adam's uh, solidly, I think, underlined what we were saying. Next up, we've got Mr. Graham C. Yeah, not heard from him in a while, so welcome back. I bet he'll be happy boy that he can fly <coughs> to America again. So uh, exciting times Jet on the setter. horizon. Oh, well, there's a... The whole story there. Have we got anyone who could fund the show a bit better? Than who? The family estate's money. It's not an endless pot, you know. I've made some These runs for mayor are costing the admin. Who's mayor? Who want to be mayor? I want to be mayor mayor of Farmer Town. (laughs) What's wrong with you? I don't know. Uh, he says, uh, Mr. Graham.C, if you're looking for a simple, non-perplexing controller, then it has to be the original NES. No triggers or shoulder buttons, no fancy gizno, blah, gizmos. 
Just the bees start select down left right. But the best. <laughs> the I've bee. got a vision of Gizmo from the Gremlins in a suit. <laughs> no, we don't want you in here. It's like, oh, um, what? <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, but the best has to be the PlayStation 2 controller molded to your hand. Many hours flew by, and once you'd finished, no crumping of fingers or hands. Yeah, modern controllers have all this good stuff going for them. I'd be more happier if I had a PS2 controller in my hand. Classic never dies. No, Digital Monkery's got in touch. Um, So thank you, Graham C. Digital Monkery's got in touch. He says, um, the best controller I've ever used was the Xbox Elite controller for the Xbox One. Just the extra weight of it alone made it feel so much more professionally made and suited for long gaming sessions. Even before taking into account the paddles and the interchangeable sticks, it was expensive, but well worth it. Just not an expense I could justify once I stopped competing and wearing out controllers. It's a distance away from where I was uh, when I was younger, and I hated the SNES controller because it had too many buttons and confused <laughs> me, especially with, with there being shoulder buttons too. I was a proper Mega Drive kid. That's something to remember. The SNES launches, and all of a sudden you've got buttons coming out of your yin-yang, and at the same time games are launching where you needed six buttons, more Combat, Street Fighter 2. Uh, yeah, and the Mega the arcade. Coming out of the back streets, obviously with a load of installed users of three button pads, desperately trying to get six button pads out there so the kids could feel like they could play these hottest games. Some of them were probably confused and talked mumsy into buying a snares. Yeah, I mean it's interesting to look from the the leap from uh, Mega Drive and snares to N sixty four and PlayStation One because that's when they changed to actually sitting in your hands, having more of a grip. Hold to them. The the SNES and the Mega Drive ones were very flat. Yeah, well, they were like um, holding the TV remote tipped on its side. Yeah, exactly. They? The SNES had to go because in in the obviously you see the the NES pad, and then obviously in between the NES and the SNES we got the the Mega Drive that had the slight loops. But then SNES are like, oh, okay, ergonomic. So we'll build those in, and then you see the PlayStation pad then drops the antlers or the horns down from that. So that's that's the morph to that. Uh, and then the Sega pads almost morphed to be the Xbox controllers, and you can see the synergy of them come <coughs> through the DNA of them. You can trace all the way back. It's very, it's actually quite interesting. I suppose if you're a sad, boring lord of a manor somewhere in the middle of Lincolnshire. Well, here's someone who isn't that Rose Space Monk. When it comes to retro gaming, my all-time favourite controller is the Sega Saturn six-button controller. As we we're just talking about wow. six button controls, perfect for fighting games with the six face buttons and the D pad is quality. It's just very comfortable controller. As for modern gaming, I prefer the Xbox controllers for their shape and placement of the analog sticks. Get yourself a Nacom Pro if you're playing on PlayStation. Mm. <clears throat> uh, I well, recently mu- picked up a PS5. If there you, you go. Uh, tore through the Discord proves correct. Yeah, uh, I find them much more comfortable than the PlayStation controllers with their analogs at the same height. I'm enjoying the DualSense controller, however, with the haptic feedback and adaptive triggers. Currently playing Deathloop, and when the gun jams, the trigger jams too. Gives you a more immersive feel. I've had that happen. Doesn't happen that much because you kind of get the upgrades quite quick, <coughs> so you don't get the, the poorer guns. But, yeah, not nice little feature, that is. Mm. Okay, well, the gaming gram has been on. He says, sounds like this is going to be an interesting episode, guys. Despite being an unofficial controller podcast fan, the only time I've ever purchased an unofficial controller was back in the PS2 days when I couldn't afford to splash out on the Sony ones. Don't worry, we've got your back even now. We've got Audi carrying you. 
Nowadays, any time <laughs> I can really buy a controller to fly for knackered the current one out. Is there really a need for multiple controllers for friends when split screen is very often omitted from games nowadays? Looking sad. Face. Looking down. Emoji. And even then, I'll go for the Sony straight Microsoft owned controllers. The best controllers I've ever used are the Xbox ones, though. Well made, comfortable to use, good looking. I saw on Twitter, I think Bob Lightmire tweeted it, that the Duke controller is coming out for Xbox at the end of the year. Yes, it is. I might need to invest in one. As a PlayStation guy, it pains me to say their controllers feel cheap and plasticky. Can't comment on the PS5 controller as I've yet to get my hands on one. Another favourite of mine is the Nintendo 64 controller. It looks a mess, but it's actually really easy to use, especially when it comes to games like GoldenEye. Not nice. enough can be said about the N64 <clears throat> controller. It looks ridiculous. It looks like someone got drunk and sellotaped or elastic banded three bananas together. But actually, all joking aside, Ocarina of Time just felt so natural playing on that. So did Goldeneye. It? Yeah, yeah. You um, know, there's lots. It's to almost be like said. they were built for the controllers built for those games. Those each way. iconic games. Yeah. It was like no and Mario sixty four soon with the with the three D movement. Uh, next up, we've got Batmall. I prefer a larger controller, so when I uh, when I went from PS2 to Xbox 360, I thought it was better because the 360 controller was the perfect shape for my hands. Uh, I didn't think there could be one to top it, but the Xbox One controller is somehow a better fit. I imagine with the change in shape of the DualSense from its predecessors, I'd get along with that one quite well also. Now, I've just read that, and it's just taken me back to when I went to Italy. Well... Well, During your feet. absence, we found a new listener, Badabingster Retro Gaming, but there's one problem. you you got to do the voice. We do the voice. You do the voice. First of all, uh, ciao a tutti. I know I haven't commented, but I have been a listening, so I've been trying to update to my games room. Anyway, best controller I've never had. Any of the Elite controllers, only the box standard ones that come with a console, and many, many unofficial controllers, so for various systems... I think my fave has to be the SN30 Plus Pro. I'm turning to Apu. No, he's actually here. I don't know what. Bada Bing's having a breakdown. I bought from 8-Bit to I have been playing a lot of other retro games. I don't know why I'm a shaking, but I am. And the hands are the going. And I feel like a controller it's just right away. weight and the ship for my hand. So everybody stand for the national anthem. So the Italian one, yes, because I'm Italian. Don't confuse my accent with anybody else. Sir. And sit down, sir. Trophy, sir. You're a winner. I'm a winner. We're all a winner, sir. And rightly, sir. Controller emoji, sir. Why don't we just go down to Massimo's in the, in the village? Massimo's Italian in Farmerton. Get him to come up here. He's got an Italian. We've got an Italian in Farmerton. Where oh, is it? Don't don't tell too many people because obviously they're still a bit funny about foreign people around here. So <laughs> the irony. We don't like the foreign. Love that blooming Italian. Though. Yeah, but they go there and fill the face every weekend, don't they? Very strange people around here. Oh, but... I thought I was going to rest. Get to rest my uh, gob, but. <sighs> Finish your. What do we need to go down to Milanio's for? Massimo's. 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 He's not been open long, so you should go and support him. Massimo's if you want to be mayor, you, you go and support the local restaurants. You touch. Children. What is mayo? What is mayo? What is mayo? You, you, touch, you touch children on the head and. No, and, and that's you what cut, Jimmy you Savile cut does. Ribbon. You I'm cut not ribbon. touching you children's cut ribbons. Cut ribbons. What ribbons? Chuck bottles onto boats to launch no, them. That's piracy. What do you want from me? What is a mayor? 
Sounds like the craziest well, person you've ever. I used to. Da- to. I used to date the waitress down there. So where at Massimo's? Massimo's, yeah, Virginia. It's not a very Italian sounding name. No, it's not. Where's she from? What does her mum do? What does her mum do? Yeah, well, she needs to have a job that's like a. She works in the restaurant. Oh, right. She's a waitress there. What was her name again? Your girlfriend. Virginia. She's a waitress. Yes, at the restaurant. Weird, their name, their job doesn't begin with a V. Oh, as in like... Isn't it, she studying at college? No, be because, because, they're, because they're Italian immigrants who moved over. Right. They, they don't fit into the farmerton. Your name must fit your trade. So they're, they're exempt of that. Obviously you being a thespian. Yeah. And me being just a gentleman. Yeah. Gentleman. So you call yourself. Anyway, what a load of rambling we're doing today. See <laughs> Pliskin, he's got in touch. We threatened him last week to join the Discord. He did immediately. I'll get a brandy and a cigar while you read this, because it's going to be a long one. Shut up. It's a very small comment this week. It is, actually. Bo yeah. has written more. He says, see Pliskin, you're safe. You got, on the pod- you got on the Discord. You should have hung around. You went in. You checked. You got your status cleared, and you left. Do you know what? People turned up to see one of your comments in the Discord, and you let them down. Don't let them down again. Um, but you've done well. Right, so after doing your podcast for more than two years, it's guest on the show, he's right. After doing your podcast for more than two years now, you only decide to do a topic based on the item your show's named after. Actually, shame on me. He's actually shaming me. That I'm just goes to show how much quality content we've had already. In two years? In two years. Are we two years old? Did we do a celebration for the two years? I, think I don't know. Oh, we did. Two years, 100 shows. I was incarcerated. Did you not come back for that? No, I asked you to and you wouldn't. What an absolute asshole. Well, better late than never, I suppose. I'd say in terms of controllers, a couple of things. Does that make us PG, not PG? I won't worry. Uh, no one's listening anyway. I'd say in terms <laughs> of controllers, a couple of things that a lot of them would need in order for preference to be comfortable. Widely usable and easy to understand. That last one might be hard for non-gamers to adjust, but it's still important, I feel. With that in mind, it feels like in the past three years, controllers have only gotten better and far superior over time compared to the older relations. We've we've grown with our audience now. So Game Boy Matty is about 13, 14. He wants it to be a bit edgy. And he wants to hear me say something like Yeah. Edgy. He wants edgy. He's he's not actually 13. Okay. He's 21. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where did we get to with C Pliskin here? There's so many words, it looks like a 3D magic eye. <laughs> uh, we've moved on to the simple red button and stick set up of the Atari 2600 and something like the Nintendo, Nintendo DS having four buttons, touchpads and a microphone, as well as controllers have evolved from rather medium-length cables that can be easily damaged, like my DualShock 2 controller that doesn't work when pulled fully back. <laughs> you calm yourself down. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just when you're playing with it, see Pliskin, just don't pull it fully back, okay? <laughs> Terrorage. It hurts. To Xbox controllers since the 360 is neither Bluetooth batteries are a mixture of both to play from any distance. Does this make the new generation of gamers more privileged then? Probably. 
But I still think innovations made every seven years in gaming is pivotal to us. In the case of the Dual Sense, even in terms of weight, the Dual Shock 4 feels incredibly light. That's true. It even sounds a little fragile if you twist both handles on the controller. Yeah, it feels like you could just twist it in it half. Does. Yeah, in the opposite direction. In terms of univer- uh, universality with software, I think the fact that the original PS1 controller has been the base of all the PlayStation controllers from there on, with little changes in between, shows how wildly it can be used. Uh, and for easy to use, this is well down to personal preference, but I think once you know the X button, I know it's cross, but I've always called it X, bite me. It's a confirmation button across almost all the titles and apps on the PS5. Then you can work that, uh, work out what the others do with enough practice. All that needles critiquing to say, all that needs critiquing to say that I think you know, the DualSense is my personal favorite controller this year, much better than the oftentimes flimsy Nintendo Switch Joy-Cons. How easy they are to break anyway. Don't hold back, see Bliskin. Um who we got next? Uh Boba Loba. Comfort wise, the GameCube and Xbox three sixty controllers are top tier. The NES and SNES controllers are iconic, but they are not the easiest to use with big hands. Best controller I've owned so f- uh, is the Scuff One. Yeah, we did look at probably including that in the list, but it didn't uh make it because we went with the Xbox Elite Two. Mm. But um that thing lasted years before it showed signs of wear and was super comfy with its soft rubber grips. He goes on to say, Xbox Elite 2 feels great and has countless options for customization and the button mapping, thumbstick tension, trigger stops uh, look slick, but the build quality is disappointing. I'm on my second in little over a year and it needs repairing. One of my mm. favorite, yeah, I know Boba Labor is a big fan of, um, or I don't know, he's still playing in Modern Warfare. Yeah, he's, um, well, he's, he's getting off. Shooters, now, but... shooters do tend to punish those triggers quite a lot. I've found uh, same, same with me. That was my um, concern for the dual sense. Like, yeah, yeah I I'm think sure it, it's great, but show me one of those in five years' time, yeah. and I bet its guts ranging out like a prolapse dog. Yes, <laughs> there's a mental image for you. Thank you for that. No worries. Uh, I'm on my... Yeah, Pro-left so dog with worms. One of my favourite unofficial controllers, he says, is my Crystal Orange Mad Cat's wireless controller for the original Xbox. Mad Cat's peaked, I think, with that, because I feel like that, to me, is They've actually become good. pretty decent. Yeah. They realise. They put out some fairly decent content. Okay. Uh, who we got next? Is uh, this somebody listening? Greg. No, it's nowhere near Berlin. He's part of the oh. Enigmatic Productions team and a big shot in the gaming industry now. Is so he? you better... Is he legit or are you just Straight up legit. Getting back on the show then. Oh, now you're interested. I listened to that show with you guys and uh, you, Bobby, and um, the three of them. Yeah. And I actually thought it was one of the best shows we've done and I wasn't there. So take what you will from that. Harvey, Johan and Greg were the absolute dream. It was so funny. It was really good. I I found it very entertaining. They were the dream guests. It was nice to be listening and, and, and not having to record. Enjoyed that, so go give it a listen. Uh, anyway, the mighty Greg, he says, the UC is by my far, which just basically was the option for a cheap plug, isn't it? So far, he's now doing, we're doing the mankind of, you know. McFoley. McFoley, welcome bang, bang. to the easy pot. The UC is by far my favourite gaming podcast, but ironically, no one official controller made my list for fave straight best controller. The best controller of all time has to be the dual sense, haptic feedback and adaptive triggers are wonderful features not found elsewhere. However, my favourite controller is a tough one. It'd either have to be the Xbox 360 controller, how comfy it was to hold, or the DualShock 4. It was the first four. Good speakers, share button, touchpad, and light bar. Also, better battery life than DualSense equals winner. Thank you for that, Greg. Hope Thank you're you. doing well. Um, you owe me a, a catch-up. You need me a debrief. Send me a message on the Discord. Do it now. 
Um, up next, Stephen, the most wonderful Stephen. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're feeling better and you've got some good resolution to some of the things that are going on in your life, you handsome devil. Road to Thinner Me, a.k.a. on Twitter. He says, hey, guys, this one's easy for me. Oh, obviously, at Greg J underscore Cummings 1, if you want to find the m- amazing life of Greg on Twitter. Uh, back to Stephen, not to steal his thunder. He says, hi, guys, this is an easy one for me. The original Xbox controller was a game changer for me. The Duke, such a mind like brothers from another mother. The Duke, I think it's called, if I remember correctly. Racing games, shooting games are great with the triggers. Xbox One is the best of all time. They're better the D-pad from the PC. Thank you, Stephen. Yeah, good point. Uh, these next two are new listeners. What we got? We've got... And he's got in touch on Twitter, by the way. Really? Mm. Best not offend him, then. Mm. G5YA. J. J. Okay. Uh, well, thanks for the comment. It's very brief, but in this order, I presume, he's gone number one. Do it in reverse order so people can build up their own <laughs> Okay. Number five, we've got the PC Engine mm. controller. Yeah. Number four, we've got the Neo Geo controller. Mm. Number three... The GameCube, number two, Xbox One, and then number one, we've got the Series S and X controller. Wow. Okay. And last comment of the day, Streamcast, who's known on Twitter as at Streamcast underscore, so you know who you're talking to. They say it's the dual sense for me. Thank you to the new listeners for joining in. It pays for people to comment because they get a plug a lot of the time if they've got like a, a handle for their... As Harvey Retro once said to me, I said something along the lines of, they get a pump, we get a pump. And he likes the way I think I say pump. Right, okay. Anyway, that's the controllers done, dusted, sorted. Now the fans know, well, they only turn up for this absolute scandal anyway, but now they know it's time for a peek in what we affectionately call Stingray's boot. Here he comes. What's nestled between some counterfeit nappies and a dodgy copy battlefriend all this week? These are the new release highlights for the week September 20th to September 26th, 2021. Listen as these are out digital or physical or will be. Or will be by the time this podcast in your feed, but could be. Never forget this, Tom. It could be region dependent. The brakes have been applied. The sound effect was applied in post. He actually tore down. We're in the middle of the drawing, great drawing room in Ponselbury Hall, yet his tyres made the sound of pebbles. I ask you, I don't understand. To be honest with you, springs wow, wow, smoke dust settled, popped. The boot's been done. <laughs> he appears. To me, like Paul Calf, sucking hard on the Lambert. To you, similar. To Mike Rouse, the top half of his grandfather. I could probably draw And the bottom of a mermaid. How I see him. He has a black leather jacket. Waist length, slightly unzipped, like a slightly checked shirt, grey formal trousers, (laughs) (laughs) a little bit too short (laughs) for his legs so you can see his white socks, pair of black polished loafers. Oh, slip on, with the little... Yeah, with with a little tassel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I didn't know he was like this. The slick back hair, but slightly frizzy slick back hair, greying on top. He's kind of escaped the brill cream. Yeah. These little wild wisps of (laughs) of God knows what they are. 
So this week, obviously, he come down to the big match. He was handing out some knockoff shirts. Oh, I got a little taste of that because I need some. Well, I need some some kind of actual cooker in the the hovel you've left me. I'll tell you what I'll do. What did I say the butler's name was last week? Well, you sacked him, so it don't really matter if you remember his name. Oh. Only because you thought he was taking one of your precious snuff boxes. It's how they transpired. There was some shenanigans downstairs. Was there? Yeah. They took it to get him in trouble, and now I think I'm going to... I don't even have that. my own... Would you want a valet? Well, I've got no one. Yeah, gentlemen get dressed by a valet. Well, I dress myself because I'm a grown Would you like to be my new valet? No, I would not. Why? I don't want to be choosing out brooches and watches Dude. and glasses. It's not It's not real. I'll think new, about it. Do I get, uh, do I get more money? Goes. Maybe it's like Jeeves and Worcester. And I could be like the Vimbling Lord and you could be... We're there. still in... Pre-production of series three, aren't we? So we need to we need to we be are. thinking about. Well, we need we need to change the album art. So we need a picture of you in a swimming pool, which is going to be very cold because it's September now. Swimming towards an unofficial controller. So we need an underwater shot, or I need to build a perspex like Nirvana. Yeah, yeah. Because we did we did the Buzzcocks. Yeah. Style. Although that's seventies, so maybe we should go for an eighties album cover for series three. Okay. Think Sounds good, yeah. We'll have a think about that. Yeah. Any ideas? Give us a shout. The I mean, let's not let's not waste the fans' time. Let's 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 shoot the breeze for ideas for the show right now, right in the middle of Stingray. No, 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 no. We need to have some kind well, of control. Talking of Stingray going down <laughs> Farmerton, guess what he's got lined up in the boot? Because he knows once you've played football <laughs> in real life, you want to come home and play it on your video game. First up, we've got Super Arcade Football <laughs> on the Switch, September 20th. Super Arcade Football is a fast-paced modern take on classic football games. It's easy to learn and hard to master with match modifiers, online and local multiplayer, custom tournaments. Every match is sure to be a nail-biter. Well, I'd be quite interested to see that. Now, if you have memories of Sensible Soccer and you've got a Switch... Is it the top-down view? Yes, mm. and it's very similar with the pixel art mm, as well. Yeah. You don't like it. Okay, no. well, coming up next... I was more like early FIFA, so... To me, the top-down one is, is strange. Well, there you is go. Is this your... No, it's week? not at all. Well, it's mine then. Kenner, Bridge of Spirits, PC, PS5 and the PS4, September 21st. A story-driven action-adventure combining exploration with fast-paced combat as Kenner players find and grow a team of charming spirit companions called the Rot, enhancing their abilities and creating new ways to manipulate the environment. Not impressed. You're not? No. It was overhyped, but I think it's doing well. Don't. It's very old fashioned. Sony into... have just got behind an indie because they need a game a month for their way their business model works. They've okay. got behind Kenner Bridge of Spirits this week, and then you know what? That's fine. <laughs> Please, I really hope yours is the fourth one down. Sheltered <laughs> 2 on PC, sadly it's not, but it can be for comedy effect. <laughs> Uh, Shelter 2 on PC oh, September 21st a brutal survival management simulator set in a post-apocalyptic wasteland this one looked alright keep your faction of survivors alive maintain your shelter and scavenge the ravaged world for resources befriend and train with factions you meet or conquer them by force that's on PC I can see that doing well on Switch it reminds me a little bit of uh, Fallout Shelters 
um, but a lot more to it. Yeah. Um, well, What's I felt like this would be your <laughs> choice. Rover Mechanic Simulator. It sounds like something Alan Partridge I want to say, Xbox Series X and Xbox One getting all the simulators at the minute. I have to say, yeah, flexing the sims. Uh, September 22nd, uh, yeah, 22nd. As an engineer, crew member of one of the first Mars colonies. Oh, that type of rover. I thought it meant rover car. Oh, mate, how niche would that be? <laughs> That's what I thought. It's like, that is right up your street. Oh, I see why you thought that now. A broken down Rover. A Rover 25 <laughs> just come in. Oh, is that a good Rover? No, it's one of the terrible Rovers. What's wrong with it? Oh, Everything. the clutches hanging out of it and the back light has um, gone You are responsible for repairing and maintaining Mars Rovers. In Advanced Simulator, you will learn the internal details of various Mars Rovers and their components. Ah, now this next one I can't actually believe is out. I've only seen a gameplay trailer. Ridiculous! I've I went to research the game and still couldn't find a gameplay trailer. Let and it, that it's out now. Let that scare you. It's Test Drive Unlimited Solar Crown, the game you never thought you wanted, never you knew sure you were even released. It's right. September twenty second, out okay. on the PC, PS five, Xbox Series S, PS four, Xbox One, Switch, and PSP. An opening, an open, an opening, an open world driving and lifestyle experience in a real world location built at one to one scale. Grab your keys and live your life of luxury. Life. Why am I? Who am I becoming, mate? Remember, a social status Brett is everything Dundee. in the world of TDU. You're absolutely right, Jet Dundee. Jet Dundee. Jet Dundee. Jet Dundee. That's Jet. like the Chinese <laughs> cinema version. Jet Dundee. Jet Dundee. Please. Stars in martial art films. Jet Chun. Jet Chun Li. Jet Chun Li. Please. Jet Chun Rebel yeah. Li. Jet Chun Rebel Li. Please. <laughs> What's his name? What? I feel Vic like Dundee. I feel, no, Brett Dundee was the Plays guy. Plays with... Brett Dundee, yeah. okay, in their adaptation of the <laughs> life of his, the story of his life. Okay, right. <laughs> we best get on with Brett these. Dundee, played by Jet. What did you say? I think you just need to get off the uh, the Joker gas being pumped in into uh, oh, Wayne I was Manor. Fun, and now you've you. It's, it's been very entertaining. Okay, medieval dynasty. The end on Ember. It's another firefighting simulator game. They had one last week. That's enough. This... Oh. Medieval Dynasty PC, That's September 23rd. Enough. Hunt, Survive. This is the one I sent to you. Built and lead oh, is it? in the harsh Middle Ages. Create your medieval dynasty and ensure it's long-lasting prosperity or die trying. Well, you'll have to get that on your pile of steam when it comes out because <laughs> that's not going to be on any bigger boy console. It's going to be a PC game. Oh, Up next, Sable. Not a failed WWF diva, but a PC, Xbox Series X and X, Xbox X and X, Xbox One game. September 23rd. Embark on a unique and unforgettable journey and guide Sable through her gliding, a rite of passage that will take her across vast deserts mesmerising landscapes, capped by the remains of spaceships and ancient wonders. That had a cool vibe. Didn't really grab my uh, game of the week. That's the last game. So you take the second game, friend, and we're done. Uh, Lost Judgment. No, that's oh, right. my Okay, game. I thought you'd go yeah, with sorry, the top I'm one. That's okay. You. I, yeah. It's fine. Uh, Death Stranding, Director's Cut, available on the PS5 now, September 24th. The... Upgrade for this is only £5. If you own it on PS4, you can upgrade for £5, which I think is a real good value for the extra stuff you're getting. Um, the even even better improved visuals, which were outstanding before anyway. Oh, I thought they were good. It's they were really good. I think. 
Really? Yeah. Over Red Dead? Yeah, I think it was. Like I just it just hit me at the right time and I just got so much from Death Stranding. I thought it was great. Okay. Yeah. Well, well I if, think we said in the yeah. game of the year one, game of the decade, for me, like Death Stranding Red Dead's obviously up there. You can't not have it in your pile. But then like Days Gone was also equally equally a good game for me. I thought okay. that was great. Yeah. We've I think we could, I think we could probably then, do. Um, to me, death, we could probably do our top ten or top five games again towards the end of the year. Um, some maybe some new choices. Stealth Fighter, Microprose Grand Prix on the Atari ST. Yours were more interesting than mine. Were a bit mainstream. I don't know about that. Uh, up last is my uh, last but not lost. This is my mummy, mummy. Uh, lost Judgment. Stingray knows me so well. It's on the PS5, Xbox Series X, and PS4. September twenty fourth, twenty fourth. <clears throat> it's a long one. Law and Disorder, Lost Judgment once again puts players in the sneakers of lawyer turned street fighting detective Takayuya Yagami, joined by his partner ex Yakuza Mashiro Kato. The crime fighting duo is called on to investigate a seemingly perfect crime whose lead suspect has an airtight alibi. What starts out as a tale of revenge of a broken uh, reveals a tangled web of conspiracy involving several unlikely factions taking advantage of a broken law system. But as victims pile up and Yagami reveals the truth, he must choose between defending the law or exacting justice. That, as they say, is that. Now, <clears throat> what's your UMD of the week? I was thinking about this this week because I'm going to go <clears throat> for a film that I watched uh, at the weekend. I thought I'll wheel the generator through to the room because I'm not allowed electric. No. In that I don't want you house. to get the vapors. The vapors, okay. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, Mumsy told me like electric's pretty dangerous, so I'm not allowed it that side of the house. Yeah, and they had a fire there that was based on electric fire before, so it's oh. better just that we leave it as it is. Petrol generator, so I'm not, not too many that. fumes. I'm not keen on that. Oh, you know, that's what? potentially a fire source. Okay, well, we'll, we'll figure out a, a solar panels or something. Yeah, wind turbine. Yeah, I watched Parasite. The Korean uh, Oscar Best Picture winner. <laughs> yes. Have you seen it? No. Look at me. I'm the captain now. What an amazing film that is. Is it? It is. It's not undeserving of its praise. It is brilliant. I watch it. It's just like you get halfway through and then you're like, oh, my God. Something happens halfway through and you're like, wow, that has gone in a direction. It's not a horror film in any way at all. It's more a, I don't know what you call it, it's a drama, I suppose, or it's just a film about normal life, but there's a scene in it. I've seen a lot of horror films over the past 10, 15 years. There's just one scene in it. It's just a, it's like a, a camera shot, and I was like, that, that terrified me. What I've just seen there, hmm. and I read up a bit about it. And it's to do with like how we perceive being at home and safe and stuff, and it's, it just was like, oh god, that, yeah, proper. It's a fantastic film. One you could watch with probably anyone if you can put it with subtitles. It's brilliant. Really is deserving of its praise. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime if anyone's got that who's listening. It's well worth checking out. Stick with it this, once you get past the... Chill out, Barry Norman. 
Because I'm picking Inspector Gadget, starring <laughs> Matthew Broderick. Okay. Okay. Enough of this. Well, it's been I a bit cheap on, ass UMD. I am on the Academy, you know. I forgot you got a BAFTA. No, Oscar. Oh, a BAFTA. A BAFTA. Mm. Anyway, that's him gone. Smoke's, smoke's cleared. We didn't have a sound effect. We didn't. <laughs> I don't even know if I put a sound effect for him turning up anymore. I just, I've lost. I, I hope lost, so. I've lost connection with life. Everyone knows once he's gone. I don't know what others are gripping hold of. I think it was a controller. It's a man called Bash of Wires. I don't really What know. are you going to be playing this week? Oh, got in there early. sneaky. Polite, it might allow me longer use of the generator. <laughs> I want, I want, I want, I want, I want some time with the bigger boy consoles. Go but, out, get yourself deathly. Treat yourself. No, no. We need to go back to basics here. It's a fundamental rebuilding of me as a gamer. You play. overdid it last year, didn't you? Too many games. I overindulged. You did. But equally so, even if now I had access to the latest games, I don't know if I'd be vibing with them. I've gorged. You definitely had burnout on it, didn't you? I did. Consumed too much. I did. <laughs> what are you gonna what are you gonna put in that PS5 and play? I'm not gonna put anything in the PS5. I was actually thinking about playing Darksiders. On what? Because I know what it is. I had it on PS3. I just want something simple. I might even actually end up getting the N64 out. Just think where I'm at. You better well just get a Switch and then play the N64 online. Wonder. They're going to show tonight. What the? Such a filthy mouth. You have got the game access to Games Pass, though, so you could just get something on there. Yeah, I need to. <clears throat> I need to explore the remote play on that a bit more, I think. Um, I wonder, I need to check. Maybe they've got the Darksiders redo versions on there. If they did, that would be really quite cool. Not another playthrough of Death Stranding? <laughs> I was toying with that, yeah. I think that might be a good choice with the new features and new graphics. The only thing this is, is a game at the where... time, I had time. Now, like I don't know if I have. Yeah, Death do, Stranding was a those, big game. Those games you do need to make time for, like we did with Death Stranding, yeah. did with Red Dead, uh, did, even mate. though we have we did like, time. family commitments. It's sort of, you've got to put the time in and else you don't get the... True. Uh, what about you anyway? Uh, yeah, I'll just, I'm going to go back to the wing in a minute and play some more Deathloop for mm, an like hour, hour before bed. Yeah. Um, the good thing is I can, you can, it auto saves, so... You don't have to do the whole run in one go. You, you you only lose your progress if you cancel that part of the day. So say I'm in the morning and I'm exploring that area. If I turn it off, it will just start me at the start of the morning in that area again. I'll lose what I've done. So it's quite easy. You can just run back to the exit if you want to and just call it a, a very, very short run. And then mm. you, you've, you But you lose that part of the day, so you've lost some time. But it's not as punishing as like um, Returnal got a bit of slate for that, didn't it? Of not being very friendly to like people like, well, you should just play it until like you've got to put in two hours at a time. It's like, well, it's not always achievable for some people. No, I um, mean, I think you could leave it in rest. But I think if Returnal had come along in the time, um, an earlier time for me in the show or whatever, I'd have like just stuck at that until I'd finished it. Yeah, I, fin- I finished it, it enjoyed it, but it could have definitely done with like. Um, what Hades does where it just saves where you are or what room you're in at that point. 
Hades is kind in that way, and I think that's why yeah. I prefer Hades over Eternal. Yeah, yeah, same. Enjoyed both immensely, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. Well, uh, is that is that all you got? That, that's it, mate. Yeah. Well, that's all we have time for this week, listeners. Always thank you for your time. We look forward to the pleasure of speaking to you again next week. Until then, happy gaming, and remember, there's nothing wrong with being given the unofficial controller. It's what you do with it that counts. See you, Tom. See you, mate.